Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. And this is episode 163. That's right. It's just Jacob and I on this episode. Uh, I guess Josh had a pretty busy week, so, you know. Uh, Daddy couldn't be here, but we wish him well. He didn't want to talk to us. Oh, but I'm need a need a snare roll on here somewhere. Uh, yeah, couldn't make it out, but uh, I think he's gonna catch up with this before the end of the year. He said he's interested, so we'll get his thoughts later. But you're stuck with us for this episode. So Jacob, how's it going? Did I say what we're uh, talking about? Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, no, said bit. talk to us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's right. It's uh, episode one sixty three, and we're talking about talk to me. All right, so now what's new with you? <laughs> How's the whetstone doing? Um, it you know, I haven't had to whip it out. All my knives are sharpened, so just been enjoying this really hot heat and humidity out here. It also Great. rains like crazy. Do, has it been raining a lot there? Because <laughs> it rains here all the time. Uh, we haven't had a lot of rain. It's been like overcast the past two days, but no like bad rain or anything. It literally rains like all. The, it's always and when it does rain here, it goes. It doesn't like sprinkle and then stop. It's like monsoon and then stop. Yeah, and I think it does there's it, a like, about all that. the time. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> yeah and it doesn't even get it like starts sprinkling you're like oh it's might be rainy and then all of a sudden it's just immediate it barely gives you time to like react to it and then it's sunny like 10 minutes later so that's cool i guess all right sounds like a lot of fun oh yeah super fun so nothing else new then i presume not really Oh, I did get finally approved to take my test, so mm. finishing up studying for that so I can, so you can finally, finally get a start. job, you bum. <laughs> Stop being a bum. Oh, cool. We wish you the best of luck. I'll need it. All right, we got um, a few in-house things. We uh, recorded the Yorgos Lanthimos Premium last Sunday after the regular show. Huge premium, probably the best one to date, um, as all <laughs> every new premium is. Every single one is. <laughs> um, so that should be out uh, by the time this episode is up. So keep an eye out for that in anticipation for poor things. If you're watching any of his movies, perfect time to uh, pop on that premium. Uh, and then Jacob has officially locked in his next premium choice, which is going to be John Wick. And we didn't cover John Wick 4 on the show, infamously. Uh, fans were upset, irate. We got <laughs> death threats and hate emails. So uh, now's our chance more to cover More than usual. That. Yeah, more than usual. So now's our chance to cover that. So we'll do uh, John Wick chapters 1 through 4 on that. And that will be next. And I think that's about it. Yeah. All right, well... Let's get into our beer. Um, this was Jacob's pick, and we tried to sync up on this one. He tried to uh, went out of his way to pick a beer that I might have here. Didn't work out, but I did get a beer from the same brewery. But why don't you lead us off, Jacob, with your with your pick? All right, so we got one from our very featured brewery, Drecker, and. I got another. I think we had one from the Pert series before, right? On the show? Yeah, haven't we? No? I don't know. I brought you guys that one Pert beer. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Let me see how but many. I definitely had a few of these. <laughs> yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll check. Yeah, so this one is Don't Pert, Pert, and the Pool. <laughs> I mostly just got it because I thought that was a great name. 
And also, it's weird. It has two SKUs on here. I don't know which is the correct one. <laughs> then they both don't have a lot of reviews. This one has more, though. Mm. And this one is coming in and untapped of 4.12. It is a sour. They say slush style sour. On here, it says smoothie slash pastry sour. Um, I guess that doesn't match up, but. It is a mango lime slush style sour, and it says tap room only, so that's kind of weird because it's definitely a. Yeah, oh, so maybe I saw that. that. I saw that on Untapped, and I was like, maybe that's why I can't find it. If it's like, yeah, maybe they have like a connection here or something, and they were able yeah. to get it from them. That would make sense because this is like a small, like, bottle shop that has like very apparently hard to get ones, but. Very much looking forward to it. It's coming in at 6% ABV. Obviously, no IBUs. They don't have much of a tie-in other than it's pretty horrific-looking art on it, so that kind of fits well with a horror movie. And there also is like a eye almost popping out, which is a nice reference to the movie, so pretty much hits it perfectly. There was a pool in the beginning. <laughs> I did see a pool at one point. There was a pool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's Trekker. I'm expecting this is going to be pretty good. Mango Definitely. slushy syrup. Yummy. Okay, so in reference to the other perts, I've had three other, I guess, very not well, things, beers with pert in the name. And, um, Two of them you guys haven't had, and then the other one was the milkshake one, the mint milkshake one, which you guys did have, but that wasn't on the show. I just brought that one because I really wanted you guys to try it. I remember we, you drank it off air, mm-hmm. but we all love that one. I yeah, think that that's why. Great. I think, yeah, we were we were drinking it like after the podcast. So I think that's why you thought we had it on the podcast, and it plus it's Drecker, but I don't think we ever featured a, a pert from Drecker. Well. I have high expectations here because they all have high. <laughs> yeah, they've all been um, good would be the worst <laughs> Drecker beer. So, uh, okay. So for mine, I uh, tried to get a smoothie pastry shower that was as close to that as possible. Slim Pickens at Horrocks and Megabev this time around. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they rotate like, who they carry more of, but they, they used to have more Drecker beers. But anyway, I did I did find a Brains that I haven't had yet, a skew of that, and that has definitely been featured on the show. Uh, so this is Picnic Punch Brains, and that is a uh, smoothie sour, as I mentioned, coming in at 5.9% ABV. Uh, flavor notes on this one, Picnic, Picnic Punch Brains is stuffed with peach, apricot, and raspberry and then we hit it with our double secret smoothie treatment of sea salt lactose and vanilla beans Mm. i wonder what the difference between their pert and their brains is like yeah that's a a good question reason one goes in the other and one is it one's pastry and the other one's just like the fruities no because the mint one was pert i don't know (laughs) uh yeah I know one of the perts I had was the Purdy O's, and that was just like a fruited sour, so that wasn't even like smoothie or pastry technically. Yeah. But that was like the peach and candy sour, which I feel like this is going to be similar to that because that was also peach and apricot made with real apes. <laughs> okay. Crack into them, and then uh, why don't you start with your flavor? Word. Yum. <laughs> yeah, that is really good. Uh, the lime is super strong. I mean, it's just mango and lime, I think, is pretty much it. <laughs> and you taste both of those. It's um, This is exactly what I want in this kind of mix. I love the citrus, sour, fruity ones other than the sweet ones usually, except I did get that mint chocolate five. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of the one 
what was it like mellifluous or something we had oh from um, green ocean Ocean. yeah Yeah. that was like more well yeah i don't really remember that one being that sour i can't even remember like there was one of those that we had yeah there was like an orange one Mm -hmm. we had it It might have been that early in the morning and i think that was one of those but that's what this tastes like whatever that was which was early on in our smoothie beer slushy beer whatever beer days and yeah i still think these are like the best ones it's just yeah it's so fruity and delicious i don't know how anybody could dislike this not now it's not going to be as like high of a score because it's not as surprising but it's definitely really good but it's pretty much what you expect from that kind of thing nothing stand out about it Mm -hmm. okay i'm tasting mine for the first time sorry Also yum. Mm. Um, this one is not that citrusy that you, you know, if that's what you want from a sour, this is. Well, I heard the lactose in and immediately (laughs) (laughs) I expected that. Uh, yeah, definitely peachy and, and apricot, uh, I do taste the raspberry, so I'm getting all the flavors that they're going for, which is nice. And um, yeah, I feel like it's pretty, pretty well balanced in all those areas. It's not too sour. Um, yeah, this one's super solid as well. How would I rate it up against the other brains, though? I think I had that brains that lemon one, and that was I think that was amazing. But I don't remember what I gave it, but I remember liking it a lot. See, I'd have to look if I had that one, but if you like that one more, like if I was to lower, rate that one lower, then I would say now we're starting to see some true personal bias come in because that would obviously that one would be much more citrusy, much more tart. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you like and that's what you're looking for, then that's that's great. But let me see. Brains, mango, lime, and coconut. That one was pretty good. Mango and prickly pear, like that one a little bit less. Um, yeah, the mango, lemon, and lime. Actually, that's my highest rated brains. So, tie actually tied with passion fruit, orange, and guava. All right, so mango, lemon, lime, and this is mango lime. You would love this one too. Then there you go. I gotta, I gotta look for it. I wish I could. I wish I could find it. Freaking yeah. I, I wonder if it really is supposed to be just the tap room, but they had a. few few maybe i can get one try to send it out yeah we'll see what we can uh what we can do but i did have a there was um well this one have has milk sugar <laughs> but i had an interesting it's like very very light milk sugar because it's from transient so it's like they don't really do like the full-on smoothie beer it's not like that thick you know but they use like vanilla and milk sugar in theirs Anyway, it was like super tart, but like you could, it, this was also peach and apricot. I've had a lot of peach and apricot beers like, lately. This was peach, <laughs> apricot, banana, banana puree, vanilla, and milk sugar. It was called Redundant Sea, but that one was much more sour, like how a sour should taste, but then you get those sweet fruit notes. So like, I guess comparing the two, Again, what what are you looking for? If you want something that's like sweeter, that's going to be like a dessert beer, then like go with Drecker. But if you want something that's like more of a traditional sour, then you know the transient, redundant, you know beers like that are better. Yeah, because like this one is spice, these sour. are so <laughs> similar, but like the sweetness is like so much. It's this one's so much sweeter, and that one was like sour and a little bit thinner. But they're you know close in ABV. I think it's a it's a good comparison. Yeah, crushability on this one I wouldn't say is very high. It's it's a little burny from the tartness. It's like kind of you burny. feel that in your stomach. Feel the burn. <laughs> yeah, burny. I feel I the burn. I'm asking you to drink this beer. <laughs> but that's what I'm feeling. It like I feel I'm like this the- one would kind of rot you out after 
a couple of them. It's a little acidic. Yeah, I mean, these smoothie-style beers are pretty much all the same in terms of crushability. Tastes great, but... I don't want 10 of them at all. (laughs) Yeah. But then you take into account... They probably have a lot of calories, too. I probably could drink this pretty fast. Also. That's true. You have to look it up. They don't put nutritional facts on beer. Which is interesting. I wonder why that is. Uh, I'd kind of be interested in knowing. Like, am I getting a good amount of vitamin C from this? (laughs) That's a good question. I would assume yes, if it has mango, lime, and mango slushy syrup in it. If there's actually that in it, yeah. Or do they lose that in uh, the the process? One of the processes, yeah. Because it doesn't get heated to some certain insane temperature. I don't know. Josh would probably know that, but he's not here right now. You blew it! (laughs) I'm trying to eat a piece of toast so I don't wither away. I know. I'm like, what is happening right now? I just rrr, 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 rrr. <clears throat> bad hosting. All right, is that it for uh, beer talk? Word. Okay, so let's get into our featured review, which is "Talk to Me." Uh, "Talk to Me" is written and directed by Danny Filippo and Michael Filippo brothers. I take it. Um, Raka Sorry. I guess, okay, Michael doesn't have a writing credit. I guess I assumed the other one was him. Uh, written by Danny Filippo, Bill Hinsman, and uh, based on the concept by Daly Pearson. Uh, it stars, oh God, this cast is all out of order. Uh, Sophie Wilde, uh, Marcus Johnson, <laughs> Ari McCarthy. Uh, Joe Bird, and Alexandra Jensen. Plot synopsis reads, When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. What did you think of Talk to Me? I liked it. I did. So I heard this was getting quite a bit of buzz, and I feel like I did go in with a little bit of bias because... I used to watch these guys' YouTube videos a lot. Oh, God. A Here we long go. time ago. <laughs> they were, like, kind of crazy. They were always about special effects. I didn't know they, like, I guess they had to direct those YouTube videos. But I didn't, it was, like, none of them really had stories. They were just kind of, like, crazy, hyper guys that were really mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. So I had no idea re- what to really expect from a, a film by them, an A24 film by them. And yeah, I wasn't really disappointed. Do I think it's amazing? No, but I do think it has a lot going for it. It's just like oppressive, dark, violent, has a nice hook that brings you in. I think it's pretty original, but also just sticks to being that kind of horror movie that you would want to see. Just like it's something that anybody could go into and enjoy, but also for horror fans, there's enough originality there to it's like a get something more like super from it. common premise and trope, but um like an original like a twist on it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like an interesting way to do it. And it, I think it looks pretty good. Nothing like super amazing, though I do love what like the last scene a bit at the end and yeah performances i thought were pretty good especially since most of these people are completely unknown and yeah i was surprised by i mean i guess i'm not super surprised by how much i liked it i but i did think it was going to be overrated until i watched it and i do think it's pretty good (laughs) overrated as fuck (laughs) Okay, um, I am feeling mixed. I guess I, I, I walked out thinking it was fine, like liking it. I guess, um, 
but definitely there might have been a little bit of hype that played into it. Um, I feel like the discourse around it was it's, you know, super fresh, super original, super dark, like pretty horrific. And like they really push the boundaries with that stuff. And honestly, I think the movie's like pretty tame. There's like one scene. I was going to say, really. I don't think it pushes that much. It's not yeah, like there's Saw, like, you know? There's like one scene, and I guess it's because of like the age of the character and that stuff, why it's like a little bit more fucked up. But it's like, you know, I mean, if you just view him as like a, a teenager, like as another person, that it's not anything new. Like it doesn't really push it that far. I, you know, I like that moment, but... I feel like the rest of the movie was pretty tame in what it's doing. And I have a very similar complaint to um, the the look of some of the images and the horrific images specifically from Insidious, <laughs> the end, when they're, you know, just very basic ghoulish people like crawling towards him. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff oh, in yeah. this movie that reminds me of that. And... Yeah, I just wish that I wish that I it had gone farther in in places and yeah, I guess I just left pretty bored. I was like very bored watching it at some points, and I I don't think it's as like clever as it wants to be or it thinks it is. You know, a lot of the stuff is either pretty basic or the metaphor that it's going for is pretty basic. I think there's a pretty big like substance abuse metaphor you could draw from it. And Oh my God. I was going to exactly say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think I, like literally you know, my the, girlfriend's like, what did you get from me? I'm like, don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, the whole trauma horror thing, like it's, especially from a 24, it's getting very overplayed and like you really need to do something elevated and like wholly original to to have that like hit and work and this was just like a little too basic for that and for like people that are trying to get into elevated horror this would be like a perfect middle ground like instead of going from you know Texas Chainsaw like the sorry the remake <laughs> or something like that to <laughs> i don't know Midsommar or Hereditary like have this as a stepping stone you'll be all right um yeah i like the performances though um i i do th i'm right with you on how it looks i think it looks good but it it doesn't do anything that like is going to blow you away there's some interesting shots for sure and the ending with uh how it plays with the lighting a little bit um that that was good but yeah just i would say pretty middle of the road for me um and it's, it's, you know, very competently made and everything, but I just don't think it's, like, that stylistic or, like, they're... I don't want to say you could tell that these guys, like, came from YouTube because I didn't know that until later, but, it like, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense. And, you know, this is a future debut, so they could definitely go on to do great things. And, I, you know, some people already think this is great. That's fine, whatever, but... In terms of like their craft and stuff, they I feel like they have a ways to go. Yeah, no, I agree. It, for a first effort, like this is pretty well done, but it's definitely yeah not gonna. It's not that amazing as I've seen it. Some people talk about it, but but I do love that these guys. I mean, just watching their videos though from YouTube, I would never have guessed that they would have produced something that was even like this good. I don't think like any of their videos or special effects or anything had any kind of story or any like dramatic, like nothing would have made me think that they could even have produced something that was this good. <laughs> I just found yeah, them. I haven't seen any so. of their YouTube stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. About that, it's but. just like really weird and crazy. There's nothing to do a drama or like death or nothing. It's just very surface level, fun, energetic with, effects that were very very well done for youtube but they mm. weren't like great <laughs> it wasn't like they're just like really entertaining guys who are literally crazy they just they used to do backyard wrestling like and like actually get cut up and like jump on barbed wire and stuff like they're crazy literally but then they produced this like i was pretty surprised honestly yeah i mean i'm sure like 
it, you know, in retrospect, it's it's a big uh, change or, you know, they this is something that's highly produced and you're looking at something that's like, you know, very homemade and schlocky. And I guess I don't know how long ago it was. I mean, YouTube's come a long way. Things can be very cinematic and... Yeah, they uh, were like great old on YouTube. YouTube. I didn't yeah, even know so they still made YouTube videos. <laughs> I haven't watched them <laughs> in probably ten years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's like the difference. I say if somebody like from if it was like a new YouTube creator that's like getting into directing, like I would expect their recent stuff to be, you know, what they're similar to what they're going to make on film. But it right. sounds like this was a yeah, long no. enough time period where <laughs> yeah, they're OG like YouTube, <laughs> yeah, guys like with the. Niga Higa and Rocket Jump people like Freddie Wong, those t- that time era. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we get into more details and spoilers? Yeah. Okay. I would definitely say there's moments to spoil in the film. So um, if you haven't seen Talk to Me and you want to see Talk to Me, stop listening right now. Um, I will say one of one another. When another bit, um, one other criticism I had was just like the rules of this world. Um, I know there doesn't need yes. to be like things <laughs> written in on a stone tablet because it's all paranormal or whatever, but just like sometimes, like they would flip it, like they're like, This is what you have to do, you have to grab it, you have to say, Talk to me, and then you have to say, I let you in or whatever. And then there's a moment yeah, where 90 seconds, ghost. <laughs> And there's a moment where the ghost says, like, let me in or something and then just goes in and like takes over. It's like, well, if they if that was the case, why wouldn't every spirit just say that to like hijack them, basically? Well, you know, I think when the spirit it, says it, then they hijack the spirit's view. Oh, you're right. Yes. I I yeah. was confused in the moment. And then I remember that reveal. That is that's a yeah. good point. So they don't uh, want them else, to go there. They want to go in the real world. Yes. Which did lead to the best moment in the movie. And I wish they would have shown, maybe not shown more, but like elaborated more on that. And I guess like the unknowingness but, also is a good part, but I don't know. That like, like, just like being like more. fucking torn yeah. apart and shit. Yeah. Tortured and like. I love that. That was very like Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I thought that looked great. I was, I wanted more like that. She would have to go back into that and like face it, but we never really got that. So I was kind of disappointed, honestly. But I yeah, did that was love the other thing. Was, I was getting more, um, more insidious vibes from that. Like the further kind of, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like trapped by the spirits because they have like taken over his body. It was very insidious to me. Um, yeah, I could see that. something else with uh, with just the logistics and, uh, you know, like I said, it's I can say matter. the thing that bothered, like, I was okay with, like, the 90 second stuff because it's just like, oh, that's what they told me. You know, fine, I don't need to be explained all that. Yeah. But one thing that did bother me, and I can kind of maybe, like, work in my head how it would work, but it still, like, was a little bit clumsy, was when they met the guy in the beginning's brother who got stabbed in the shoulder and then right Mm. before he the brother stabbed himself in the head or whatever yep when he said it weakens over time or whatever and then with her it didn't seem to weaken that much like she just kept like seeing things and talking to it even though she was barely over 90 seconds but then the young kid who had it was like two minutes i think they said Mm -hmm. like he was getting better faster than the girl who only did it for 91 or a few seconds over 90 seconds. And yeah, she so ended up there being was... the crazy one by the end. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense with her, but with the boy specifically, they said, okay, so you know how they say he's like getting better or whatever? But yeah. like she thinks that he's not. That's like, that is them weakening, and that's why she's like so adamant about like her killing him or whatever. Because like she is, because like they are getting weaker. 
Does that make sense? But why? Yeah, but why does she want to kill him? At that, point? I thought she just was. She was just so bought into what the her mom, fake mom, dead spirit was saying that she just would listen to whatever it said because she was so into her mom. <laughs> and that's yeah, but there's the, the moments where she sees the the other I don't know the hag spirit or whatever manifest. I at, thought that was just like the spirit body. in her head. That was like she was just being shown things that weren't real. Whereas like in reality, the boy was actually getting better. And he's like, hey, because he's fine. But she wasn't seeing that she was being shown like when she killed her dad. Well, not killed him, I guess, but stabbed her dad in the neck. Like she saw him choking her, but he wasn't oh, even in the room. Sure. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, so. Well, same difference, right? <laughs> I don't know. She sees like. I, I thought she I was viewed, just. I view that as like she that weren't real. What he is, but why is she seeing things that weren't real when it was so far for her removed from her, like barely over ninety seconds? But the kid was already not seeing. He wasn't seeing things as demons and stuff, and he wasn't even being controlled anymore. Even though he went for two minutes. Yeah, but we don't know that. We don't. I mean, it's not really from his POV ever. I mean, but there's a scene like where he, there's a scene where he wakes like, up and everyone in the bathroom and is like trying to kill himself, right? Right. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was still controlled really badly then, but then he started getting better versus like she never seemed to get better. She was just bad and getting worse almost over time, even though she wasn't, she hadn't done it for again. Okay, since. Yeah. So, talking about Mia's character specifically, that, uh, yeah. right. I guess I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. So like, it just kind of confused me. I, I could like explain it away using like some mental gymnastics. Like, oh, like maybe she was more vulnerable because of the her m mental state at the time where he wasn't in a vulnerable position. So she's more likely to be like weaker and give in to that kind of stuff versus he doesn't want to. And so he's fighting more maybe. And she's not. Yeah, that would know. be. It, it just felt like like and then it also felt clumsy when she saw him in that demon realm being like ripped apart or whatever mm -hmm. it like was just kind of dropped so quickly i'm like did she actually see that like it almost made that scene like kind of pointless and weird i don't know yeah there's it, it got a little clumsy at that point <laughs> <laughs> like it started getting clumsy at the end for me yeah i would say that's that would be exactly my like up to a certain point it's pretty you know uh it, it moves along nicely and there's not a lot of those you know there's no fumbles with the writing or anything and then like it gets to that that elevated point where it's you got to think a little bit more and i don't know if they fully execute on all the ideas that they had for this world but yeah I, i'm with you there uh, I, you see, had to, I mean, this could definitely be a series too. <laughs> like this uh, is something you could keep I, going for like ever. I know, no, I but they, I honestly, like Insidious shouldn't like have either. <laughs> and then no, now Insidious has five movies or whatever. Yeah, but so, this is A24. It's I, like have a little bit more. Well, I know, know, but they don't have to always go through A24, right? No, I and I don't think this one was a produced by, I think this one was picked up by them like post it was yeah. yeah they already made the movie and yeah, like, yeah, they were exactly. already showing it as sunday just distributing it they end up getting distributed by yeah a24 but i did see like if it you click on their me. names it says untitled talk to me prequel is one of their mm. credits yeah <laughs> so no yeah they uh definitely or what they'll milk this thing dry of course yeah <laughs> Uh, Jacob, you had to have loved the mom, though. Miranda Otto. I'm going to come. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Huge for you? Uh, sure. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it, like her character was kind of fun, but kind of, I don't know, not that much to do. <laughs> but no, liked. she was definitely the biggest one in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen her. She Apparently, no she's a producer, so. 
Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't take any notes or anything. I don't know how much how much else I have to say. What did you think of the end, though? Let's get to that. I I liked the end. It was already clumsy by that point. So with how it worked or whatever, not like I already said what I had to say about that. But like just the ultimate end, I kind of liked. <laughs> I liked the whole like lighting and the hand. Obviously, I knew what was going to happen, but I it still visually and everything worked and looked good. And I I, I like the dark, uh, not happy ending, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of obvious, like where it was going to go for sure that, you know, she was ultimately going to kill herself. And they like just the way that that's, you know, fed to you like they it's tried to play it up like play they play it up like she's going to kill him and then you know it's oh it's revealed that she killed herself instead when it's to me not that big of a reveal but the uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i like the end where she's just like you know now she is in the limbo or whatever i guess they call it yeah and now she's just one of the spirits that randomly got chosen to talk to me I don't, I think it still makes it very confusing, like time wise and stuff. Like, why do these people have the hand now? Like, how to get there? It just raises a lot of questions about things. And sure. Like, why doesn't she see anybody else? Why, like, when she gets sucked in, she sees this like hellscape of like people like tearing a kid apart, but like she's alone. <laughs> There's like questions it definitely raises. But like I said, it was already confusing a bit and clumsy by that point. That's like whatever. Ultimately, I thought visually and everything that looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was happy. That's that. stuff like again. That's like the paranormal stuff that I can let go. It's like the stuff with the hand and like the the words that they use and stuff to, you know, evoke these. Spirits. Yeah, why is it English? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's there's more questions about that that I have than like just like the paranormal world in general. Like I would well, assume maybe the prequel will explain all of that to you, Kyle. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I assume that, like, when she goes into limbo or whatever, then, like, time is, you know, time's relevant anyway. So, who knows how long, right. how much time could have passed and the tan got to somebody else. Maybe it's 100 years later. Who the fuck knows? But, so that's a, f- uh, yeah, don't really care about that. But it's a, it comes full circle, which I guess is nice. But, yeah, and a little obvious, especially when they try to play it like it's this twist or whatever. It's a little too obvious for that. Um, yeah, it was very obvious. I mean, was, did any, I don't. Would anybody actually be surprised? Like, oh, what? She's dead. <laughs> She's the one now. Um, I maybe I don't know. <laughs> Depends how many movies they've seen, I guess. Uh, yeah, we gotta talk about the kangaroo coming back too. That like that moment early on. You just again, it's a moment that's like so. It's not overdone or whatever, but you just know that like, oh, this is coming back later or some something. This is going to be like a check. Yeah. Like <laughs> the kangaroo later, has yeah. to come back coming later. Back. Well, not just the kangaroo, but like her needing to like put something out of its misery and she can't do it. Like, and then it happens and you're just like kind of rolling your eyes. Like, all right, check, check Mark. We got that. Yeah, no, I thought that was kind of weird, honestly. I didn't. I don't even see why they had to bring it back later on. Like, really, I was fine with it. Just showing well, her need, character, yeah. <laughs> like in how she was. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I don't need the dead kangaroo to come back in the end. Yeah, no, people are stupid. We need the visual reference also <laughs> to really tie it yeah. together. I'm like, I would have got wondering. that without the dead kangaroo. Yeah, I would think most people would, but I don't know. Oh, and one thing I did want to bring up and I could be I could have missed this the explanation or whatever but the relationship with her parents and her mother's suicide it is uh played like it it might not have been a suicide and then it keeps kind of going back and forth like well she has blood under her nails and you know her dad's like well she took pills and I just feel like that was kind of confusing and I I can't even remember if they brought a resolution to that. Yeah. I guess that's about it for me. Yeah. Anything else you have to say? No. 
All right. Well, what are you going to give Talk to Me out of five stars? I'm going to give it a three. You know, I walked out a three, and the more I thought about it, the madder I got. No, I didn't get mad, but uh, I definitely (laughs) uh, went down a little bit upon reflection, and that was within the 24-hour window. I'm going to go 2.5. It's a heavy 2.5, but this movie needs to be put in its place. (laughs) I think Joshua's going to love this movie. Oh, he will for sure. I wish he would have seen it already because I think he's going to really like this movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I would assume this is going to be on... uh, I mean, everything comes to VOD so quickly now. Fuck, we got... Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk about what we're reviewing next week, but... uh, yeah, but a movie that just left theaters is already for Spider Man. I want to see that still, and that's not available yeah, you can, yet. Yeah, you can. You can. Well, you can buy it. You can't rent it, but yeah, you can buy it on Prime right now. Can you for like what thirty dollars? I don't know. Fucking look it up. Uh, I mean, that that was like a week ago. So another week or two, you'll probably be able to rent it. If not already, I'm not sure. Uh, let's move on to some nano reviews. I got one thing. What about you? Uh, I mean, one, but also I kind of want to finish our discussion on Baki since I finished that. I don't know if you did yet, but... I did. So, Should we do that first? <laughs> yeah, I finished that too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything changed for you? Well, you were you were further behind than I was, so... Yeah. What uh did anything change for you any revelations? No. <laughs> like it it just is what it is. Just like first season but this one's a little lesser still. It didn't it necessarily end exactly like what you were thinking where Baki won, right? Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> it leaves that open st- door. But, you know, I still like the show. <laughs> I'm going to watch the next season definitely yeah no i i still i still really like the show i just thought this season was honestly really boring and like uh, yeah just the repetitiveness of it like this guy's gonna go fight him and obviously he's gonna lose and then this guy's gonna fight him and obviously he's gonna lose and you know baki does their fight even their fight is pretty boring even though like finally somebody gets the upper hand against pickle like even then i still thought it was just kind of boring and I agree I get the name like I get why he didn't like continue to fight him in the way he was like I guess I don't remember what they say using like only technique he wants to like fight him head on but he knows he'll lose and then yeah exactly what happens but I mean I think it does this I feel like this is a season as like more of a sub season like it's just to build up for the actual thing yeah, it's just going to be like the tournament later. It right? almost feels like, like a filler arc, but I I know it's yeah. not because like people have said, this is this is from the manga. This is what happens. They tell the entire story of the pickle arc, and it's like, okay, I, yeah, it's definitely so not meant to, for me. It's literally filler because it's just so it's so disconnected feeling from the rest of it. Yes, it yeah. feels like its own little subplot. That's just like not part of the main, but it will be like, I get it's canon because now you guys see Baki and like this new form that he built up, but it just does not feel like it's, but he, yeah, that's beginning. middle I guess that's what's so lame about it is like, we don't really see him like train for this fight at all. Like there's the one, like Mm -mm. he does the thing where he fights invisible beings or whatever right like he because he can mentally Shadow train that's boxing, like how, but, yeah, that's yeah. how good he is that's how good the of a box. fighter is he can mentally just like manifest <laughs> something and fight it brain, brain yeah, except he can't manifest pickle ever so anyway there's like glimpses of that but that you don't ever see him train so that whatever yeah he's, he's like a up, side character in this he's barely in it <laughs> yeah and whatever he's built up like if he gr- grows from this at all it's just like un it feels so like undeserving because like we didn't see any of it so who cares yeah like they showed so much in like the previous season and so little in this season it was felt like unearned that he all of a sudden got to this next level like show me that i want the like goku training in heavy gravity for 
a season yeah. of I mean they have that's why Baki moments, grew. There are those moments in the show, but it's not for Baki. Like the best character moments were given to the uh, karate guy. The karate kid. The, it's the son yeah. Ocho's Dopo Ocho's adopted son. All yeah, of that like stuff he got a lot, was great. And I liked that, but <laughs> I liked that quite a bit. But yeah, that was Baki, that was my and favorite. And Baki got the gained the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that I was like the perfect ridiculousness. Think of every bone where joints don't exist and create a joint there. Yeah. And then, you know, he like he uh, it's great because he uses the technique or whatever. It doesn't work. He's like, oh, like the illusion is shattered. Like they they portray it as, oh, he actually created all these joints from his, in the, you know, in his skeleton. And then it's like, oh, no, back to reality. His like bones, his limbs are shattered. I just blew my hand apart because of that. I love the recovery time, too. Like these people like just get like bites taken out of them and limbs like at like bones shattered never would be able to walk again and like two days later they're just walking around <laughs> they're training again yeah they're yeah they're back to fighting he's like yeah he ate my arm but you know oh when jack loses his whole fucking lower jaw that's pretty gnarly i did i love that so that also great. very homoerotic like oh yeah <laughs> They're just mouth to mouth biting each other's faces. I mean, Pickle has a thong on the entire season. The whole show is pretty homoerotic, but <laughs> that's true. I love it. I love that part. I love, yeah, I did like that fight too, actually. Why are you but... gay? Yeah. <laughs> One more. Well, you ain't that straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing else. I only had two episodes or one episode left last time, but. um. Yeah, I'm excited for the next season because apparently it's the, the, uh, yeah, um, oh God, embarrassing, I can't remember his name. I almost said Tanjiro. Yeah, is it Yanjiro? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about his dad? Yeah, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Hanma. <laughs> that's, that's good enough. <laughs> no, it's not going to lie. Oh my God. Jacob, yeah, I think it is. Yajiro or Yanjiro. I can't Yujiro. remember either. I think it's Yujiro. That sounds right. I loved his yeah. part at the end when he smokes the entire cigarette. <laughs> oh, like, no. He drinks the whole bottle of the like liquor. Yeah, and he opens I'm it like, from he's the bottom. He's so strong <laughs> that even liquor and stuff don't affect him. Yeah. It's great. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay. Um, did you have anything else? Mm-mm. That was it? Yeah. All right. I got one thing. Uh, I I mean, I have something else. I mean, that was all I have to say about that. I have one more thing I watched. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can go. That's that's right. Uh, We'll let you finish. Um, Okay. So I watched one film in remembrance of Billy Friedkin. We should say R.I.P. William Friedkin. Directed some uh, true classics, if you're unaware. Exorcist, French Connection, Sorcerer, Cruising. Huge. But I watched a more recent film of his called Killer Joe. And uh, it stars Matthew McConaughey and Emile Hirsch about uh, a. About a. Impoverished. What is it about? (laughs) Family. Um, And they uh, try to hatch a scheme to collect some insurance, some life insurance money uh, on their mother. And. yeah, it's obviously does not go to plan. It's one of those films where it's like, all right, we got a simple plan, you know, get the money, got to kill somebody, but things don't go accordingly and um, bad things happen. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's it's um, not super stylish, but definitely has a style to it. And uh, there's some bad acting i would say from especially from thomas hayden church and i get he's kind of played as like an idiot in this but there's yeah there's just like some dialogue and and i don't know if it's editing but the they shoot lines back and forth pretty quickly and later i found out it's based off of a play and it kind of feels like a play in hindsight when you're like the dialogue specifically sorry 
uh, if it's very cinematic, you know, it looks like a movie. You wouldn't be able to guess that, but like, I was wondering, I was like, why is the dialogue like so weird in this movie? And it's, it feels like it's, you know, stage play dialogue. And it, that was like the only thing that didn't get transitioned to like a movie was some of the dialogue. And I found it weird, but, um, yeah, everything else was pretty good. Uh, there's a, a scene at the end involving a chicken wing that is absolutely amazing. Um, I think I, spoiler for two months from now, I think we're going to do a Friedkin premium and this is going to be part of it. So you guys will be able to witness it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's gnarly and amazing. The end is amazing in general and there's some amazing moments in it. I would just say like tying it all together. It's doesn't fully, it's not, you know, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but, uh, yeah, there are some, the other performances, Gina Gershon's in it. She's really good. Uh, Emile Hirsch is like 50-50, and then Matthew McConaughey is amazing as Killer Joe. He is the one to watch. His The scene where he's introduced, just like how that looks and how it's shot, is pretty good. But uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And, uh, you, you know, we'll probably force you to watch it here in, in a while. But I ended <laughs> on a 3.5. Nice. Pretty pretty easy watch too if that's you know, if you're wanting some kind of crime like thriller watches. movie. Yeah, it's it's not too long. Uh scratches that itch of those genres as I mentioned. And yeah, I don't know I don't know how I feel like it's you know, for being a movie from twenty eleven it's a little overlooked. Not like it's a masterpiece or anything, but it is William Friedkin, so gotta check it out. Okay, what was your last thing? Uh, I watched Nimona. 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 Ah. <laughs> Netflix animated movie by... You Trey ran out of Disney Queen material, so you had Bruno. to... Move <laughs> yeah. on. I mean, I heard a lot of talk about this. I, I mean, I don't... It looks like this duo made Spies in Disguise before, which I had never heard of, but... <laughs> what? You never heard about it? Spies in Disguise? <laughs> I know, crazy me. I'm so uncultured. Well, it's not uh, but I, I did hear some buzz about this and decided it's on Netflix, so why not? And I was pleasantly surprised. It ha- it's currently sitting at a four on Letterboxd. Wow. I'd- well, as we know, Jacob, and especially with Talk to Me, also everything is the greatest. Everything that new that comes out, it's the best. Hmm. But I do get why some people would give this an extra bump just because it's very clear what the messaging is about. And I think it's really good in that way, but it's also very obvious. And that almost, I don't know, maybe it's just obvious because I'm aware of the topics. Maybe it's obvious because they beat you on with it, but it just felt like, yeah, it wasn't like subtle about it. And doesn't mean it's bad it's very good messaging it's about a shape-shifting girl who is not accepted and treated like a monster and a gay knight who is from the lower class and is vilified just because of that basically and so why are you gay (laughs) obviously you want to like root for them and it felt like kind of like I don't know, cheap in that way where it's like, yeah, obviously I want to root for these people. And then like the evil people, just their motivations in it don't seem very strong. Other like they do give them motivations that aren't just like, Oh, I'm evil, but it's just very basic. I want power (laughs) and these people are bad because they're different. (laughs) So it, as like a kid's story and like introducing these topics, that's kind of amazing. I think back to like Avatar, The Last Airbender. You watch that now and you're just like, wow, they're talking about <laughs> some really deep topics as a kid. I wouldn't have understood, but watching as an adult, wow, like it's pretty great that they were able to work that in without making it overtly obvious what they're talking about, but kind of giving you that messaging subliminally. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. The 
like the camaraderie between the two mains were was great and fun but in the end it's just very obvious where it's going to go it's very obvious where it like just it doesn't do anything new (laughs) it's an interesting world very nice animation very nice performances it's funny so like it it does all those things really well but it's just not that innovative for me it feels very simple in the story and you're like okay when is the point when they're gonna get mad at each other and then when is the point they're gonna make up (laughs) it's just so obvious and for i mean i maybe you can't really fault things for that yeah (laughs) maybe you can't fault it for that you don't (laughs) but i can fault it for that (laughs) i want it to be elevated more than that no i know what you're saying yeah it's fun it's gotta gotta be able to play to both and there's kids movies that do that soul for example there you go yeah but yeah it's still really good definitely worth a watch and if you like these kind of like animated movies at all and you want to watch something maybe with the kids and you also want to watch yourself and have a good time with it's i can highly recommend it you're gonna enjoy it no one's gonna hate this movie (laughs) definitely so i give it a three and a half I might get around to that before the end of the year. Part of Cram Jam. It'd be worth um, it. All right. Well, I think that's it for me. If that's it for you, we can uh, move on yep. to uh, what's coming up next week. I have been looking at the schedule, and I don't see shit. Uh, <laughs> did you have any suggestions? I know Josh's boy put out a movie, but uh, he's not here to plead his case. Heart of Stone. What's that? Hmm. The Gal Gadot movie that's getting absolutely shit on. <laughs> Sounds like. Hold on, let me give him. Let me give him his flowers. Oh, I think he's along to load. Heart of Stone. There is the Ninja Turtles movie. Tom Harper, Josh's boy, directed Wild Rose. Directed, also directed Hearthstone. We could watch Meg too. Um, so yeah, okay. So here is my that. Well, this was what I alluded to earlier, where I said something is already on streaming that might you might actually be able to find a showtime for if you're in a big enough city or have enough screens. Um, Asteroid City is on Peacock. You can watch it today. I mean, I do want to see that. I mean, personally. I would rather watch that over uh, Meg 2. I do want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles eventually, but I'm not like in a rush to see it. Um, I feel like that would be the best pick if we're trying to get all of us back together as well because it is available to stream. So, I think that's a good one because he's been struggling lately. With being able to watch things. So something that's at home probably is the best choice. Okay. So we will, uh, let's tentatively say Asteroid City. I mean, it's it's probably going to be that way, but uh, we'll we'll talk it over with Josh today or tomorrow. Sound good? Yep. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our premium episodes on Patreon and Bandcamp. Uh, I am and you on should Letterboxd. find those. You should find those. <laughs> Especially the Yorgos one. Best one yet. Uh, you can find myself on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both those. It's JSAL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. I'm leaving the past behind. Can't stop me.